Here is a sermon message from Somerville Community Baptist Church. To hear more sermons like this, please visit iLoveSCBC.org. Good morning. Good morning. I'm glad all you are here, um, especially just want to express my gratitude to Chris. And he's been reading Word of God the way it should be read, right? Amen. It's just amazing the way that he's reading. Um, sometimes you are reading, not just uh, reading the Word, but you are in a form of preaching and delivering the Word of God. So thank you. I, it's my great joy to see him growing as a fine young man. And do you know, by the way, he was the only one of many youth that was staying until the very last meeting of our annual gather, annual business meeting. So <laughs> that really speaks something about what kind of both young man he is, okay? And I stay bored. <laughs> we're, we're in this series called The Ruth, The Romance of Redemption. And for the last three weeks, uh, we talk about how this beautiful, amazing love story, the book of Ruth, it's not just about the love story. It is more than that. It is a God's love story for you and me. Think about that. When there was the worst possible circumstances, the, the era of judges, the time of judges, where everybody doing whatever pleases their eyes, God with His grace, the covenant that He made with Moses, the covenant He made with Abraham, was faithfully keeping His covenant. To prepare this great story of redemption. Prepare this great story of the grand tale of God's redemptive story. So how many of you have actually been enjoying this book of Ruth so far? Yeah. Have you been reading this? Yes. Okay, as I said, it's just only four chapters, 85 verses total. It only takes you about 10 to 15 minutes to read from chapter 1 to chapter 4. So if you haven't done yet, yet, I'm going to ask you to read today. Okay? Now, um... Today we're going to talk about chapter 3, okay? I hope that we can cover this whole 18 chapters, as is the 10 of noon right now, but I'll do my best, okay? So please pray for me, and I entitled Redeeming Romance. How the story of romance, if you take a look at the nutshell level, the surface level, it's very provocative and very dangerous love story. To the point that, why in the world this is in the Bible? You know, this is a passage that preachers really find him or herself too difficult to deliver the word of God. But through the story of romance, perhaps it's very secular, perhaps very dangerous, God was using that with his providential power to redeem the people. Okay? So that I entitled the Redeeming Romance. Now, I want to ask you to just, uh, before we begin, to open this story. Uh, it is a story about four college football you know, men. And the title was Doing the Right Thing. It's actually from the ESPN.com website. And that was actually last year that happened. The story goes like this. If you said the four college you know, football players, athlete men, was just something very surprising things happened, you would imagine that, well, these guys probably have had it and were just filled with this strength. They must have done something wrong. But that's not the case, okay? So listen to this carefully. It happens last year in one of the department stores in um, the, the New Jersey. 
the owner got a call that her store might have been broken into. So she got a call and she called the cops and she drove back to her store and she found out the door was unlocked, the light was on, and she turned the lights, usually leave the light on. So she was anxious to find out any missing and robbed items. Surprisingly, when she walked in and checked out all the stuff there, there was nothing that was missing. So she tried to figure it out. So what she did, went back to the back of the store, and she started looking at and watching those footage video camera from the surveillance. Okay? Because she saw a lot of evil things through this surveillance camera. Even her own you know, uh, employee, she or he, you know, stole the money from the register. And other employees stole the food and ate and just threw them away while these customers and put those stuff that they didn't pay for, put that in the, their bag. And all these crazy things happened so that the moment she saw this poor, young, very strong man, she assumed that, okay, this guy must have done something wrong. But it wasn't the story. The story was this poor, young college you know, football athlete, they went to the store, and it was owner's fault that she didn't lock the door. So they walk in and to get the battery for their video game. So they got the battery, and see probably the, the clerk, the workers probably took a break. So they were wondering about 10, 15 minutes, and they couldn't wait anymore. So what they did was very surprising. One of the guy put his hand on his pocket and took the $5 bill and put that on the counter. And there's another guy who put his hand in the pocket and took this 80 cents, that's actually cover text for that battery, and they left there. Not just finishing there, and then they also walked to the next door, the right aid, and let the manager know there's something missing and wrong, and somebody probably didn't lock the door to that store. And this is what she said. The store owner said it was the first time, very first time, the surveillance cameras catching somebody in the act of honesty and integrity. Mm. Think about that. All the surveillance cameras always seeing that all the bad and evil things. But it was the first time. Here we have four college student athletes showing integrity when nobody sees them. They were doing the right thing in the culture that you probably get used to hearing. The young students, athletes, doing the wrong thing always. What I want to tell you this is this. They show their integrity where there is nobody was really watching and seeing that. That's the story that we're going to see from the book of Ruth chapter 3. And I call it the godly righteous behavior. How, in the worst possible circumstance, where this, there's only two men, two, one man, one woman, and Boaz and also Ruth, they were able to be, keep their distance, and they were able to show their godly, righteous behavior. Now, the meaning of godly, righteous behavior is what? Doing the right thing when the most of the culture was doing everything that was right in their own eyes. While all the people in the live in the era of Jesus doing everything, the place in their eyes, everything is right in their eyes. It was this Boaz and Ruth. They kept their righteous behavior. Mm -hmm. Before we get into the story, I haven't even started my story yet. 
Okay? Before we study this book of Ruth chapter 3, I want to just give you a warning. Okay? The story like this from the Bible, this is not prescriptive Bible. Okay? This is not the prescriptive things. In other words, you heard it, you understood it, you learned it, I can apply that. No, 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 that's not the case. This is what is called a descriptive story in the Bible. In other words, there's a story, okay? Story that you can learn the lesson from it, but it's not like you're following that story. Now, the question that arises, why in the word God put this kind of story? Right? Why God put this kind of story in the Bible? And this is why I say the Bible is so honest and real book, right? And sometimes God leads the real lives. Mess things just leave as a mess things. I believe that's why the story is like this. So it's not about that you have to apply this. This is how you kind of, you know, meet a man and woman and get married. No, 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 no. This is the things that we learn from the story. Okay? Now, there are three sins in this book of Ruth chapter 3. I'm going to ask you to just follow along as I'm going to give you a brief summary of each scene. First thing that I call bad and dangerous strategy. Everybody said bad and dangerous strategy. How many of you actually had that bad and dangerous strategy in your life before? Plans that you thought that this was going to work, but later on you found out that was so terrible. Terrible strategy or plan. But despite that, God somehow wooing you and direct you, right? To fulfill according to his will. That's what's happening here. Now, it was a conversation between the Naomi and Ruth. Naomi, she knew from what happened from the chapter 2. This, you know, Ruth got a lot of favor from Boaz. And then fast forward, it's about six and seven weeks also passed by the beginning of three, chapter, one, uh, chapter 3, verse 1. Now, Naomi wants to make this crazy idea, I call it a crazy strategy, to have um, Ruth get married to Boaz. What are the strategies? She said this, this is the time the people is going to finally harvest. This is a threshold field. They are going to finally get their grain and doubt. I'm going to ask you to do, Luth, just go there. But before you do that, wash yourself, put some perfume, get good clothes. Sneak it in. Don't let everybody know that, don't let anybody know that you are there. And once you're there, waiting for the voice. After he ate, he drank, and he slept. And then this is what she said. We can read it all together. But when he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Mother-in-law, if, you're, if you have daughter-in-law, you never said this. And the relationship between the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law. And this is what mother-in-law said to the daughter-in-law. That, you know what, just go to the guy, and once he's asleep, then go to the, 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 the feet of him, and uncover his feet, and lie down. What is wrong with Naomi? This is wrong, right? You don't have to be the biblical scholar or theologian to see this is right or wrong. Am I correct? This is right or wrong? This is wrong. This is a wrong story. But somehow, the author, through the Spirit, filled by the power of the Spirit, put this. Okay? This is a real story. And this is how I see By building up 
very unlikely, very least possible circumstance, very opposite circumstance, so that we'll be able to see this Boaz and Luther's character in the end. Okay? So that's the first chapter, first part, first sin of this chapter. Now, the second sin is this. We call it God-glorifying righteousness in ungodly society. Now, Luther, she was in a mission, mission. So she went there waiting for him to get fat, drunken, and then he fell asleep. It was about the midnight and he, she went right by to her. To him and, and uncover his feet and lying down. And all of a sudden, this Boaz woke up, right? Startled and surprised. This is what he said. We can read all together. Who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. Surprised. And Boaz said, Cool. In the, are you? Okay? Then she said this. I am Ruth and your servant. It is interesting. The wording that she used here, spread your wing. Isn't that familiar? If you have read the second chapter, right? Second chapter, verse 12. This is a blessing that Boaz has given to Ruth. This is what, what, what Boaz said. The Lord repay you for what you have done. And a full reward is given to you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. What? God, what it says, under the wings of God, you will find your rest. Under the wings of God, you will find your peace and comfort, your provision. And Ruth was using that, okay? Same terminology. And she was saying this. You said this to me. God is going to spread his wings over me. I want you to be my God's wing. I want you to be my God's refuge. I want you to be my God's comfort. Honoring that was, and he said yes. Think about that. He said yes. One of the worst possible circumstances, very dangerous problems. Okay? When she was lying, lying down there, right by his feet, that means it's not just she was waiting for him to wake up. According to the scholar, it's actually sexually engaged. It can be very intimate action most likely taking place. But Boaz didn't take advantage of that circumstance. He honored her faith. Right? And this is what he said. Shows his integrity, which we're going to talk about. Three different integrities. Now, this is the end of the second scene. The third scene is this. The mission success and great expectation. Upon the promise of Boaz, showing all his integrity, now that she is going back to where Naomi is, their home. There was a great gift. According to the Bible, it says about six measure of rain. You know how much that six measure of rain is? According to scholar, it's about 60 to 80 pounds. Can you imagine that? I can say that this is a young man, but she, young woman, she's really strong. Okay? Bible said you can put your apron. Okay, and Boaz literally poured all those rains upon her apron. And she's probably carrying like this. I don't know. That is impossible. But with that gift, Luz was telling Naomi about what happened. She was just hoping to be received by Boaz. But Boaz said more. He made a promise. Not only I will rescue, but I will be your kinsman redeemer. I will protect you, and then I will be there for you. 
I know there's another kinsman redeemer that close to you. I will ask him tomorrow morning and find out. And you stay here until the morning comes. That you will be protected, but nobody will see you. That's how he responded. And they're saying, he's going to do something. Now he said to Ruth, we can be patient and wait for it. This is the end of the story. Okay? The story like this. I did not spend a lot of time explaining what might have, could have happened when the man and woman are in that kind of circumstance. But this is the one of the very dangerous passages that we can really talk about. So what are the things that we can learn from this passage? And I believe this is the lesson that we can learn. We can read it all together. We should live a life of God glorifying righteousness in ungodly culture and society. Boaz is giving us a great example and also Ruth. That we should live a life of godly glorifying righteous behavior in ungodly society culture. Despite what other peoples are doing. We should look up to our God. We should put our standard upon God. And I believe that we can accomplish that from three things. Three applications from this passage. I want to make it very quick. The first is lead by God's hesed. Everybody repeat. The lead by God's hesed. You know what the hesed means? Is that the English term? No, it's a Hebrew term. Um, this is one of the terms that you'll be able to find very difficult, okay, to find the right English meaning and term. Okay? This has said is God's loving kindness. This has said is God's royal covenant. We can interpret this word as a loving and also grace, mercy, covenant, promise, commitment, and all these words kind of rolling into together and make this one word has said. This has said is kind of backbone of what this Ruth whole book is all about. If you take a look at the chapter 1, going back in verse 8, but, Noah, but Naomi said to her, the daughter-in-law, Go return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly. The English translation just put kindly. No. Our Lord will deal with you loving kindness, the way He promised, the way He put His covenant. This is covenantal love. This is the love that you will be found between men and women at the marriage ceremony. Okay? At the marriage of, you make the promise. Okay? That means you're not gonna, that means you're not, you're gonna love your husband or wife for the rest of your life. I don't think that's true, right? Think about your life. Even though I made it all with my wife, sometimes there are times that I wish, okay, mm, I'll just bite my tongue. Probably she does more <laughs> because of my unfaithful behavior, whatever. Um, but think about this. This is the God's marriage covenant from Abraham and Moses throughout whole Hesed love. Because of this Hesed love, God was guiding them. Another great example is from the second chapter, verse 20. The Lord whose kindness has not forsaken. His steadfast love. His loving kindness. His covenantal love is always there. You see that? The last one is from today's passage, verse 10. This last kindness. The way that Luther was showing to us. 
Going back to strategy that Naomi had, was that good strategy? No. Very highly sexually involved, very dangerous, high tempted, high temptation will be arise in the between of those sins. So that's not the best strategy. But because of God's has said love, steadfast love, God's covenant to love, God is going to honor that. Think about that. God honored the worst possible loving strategy and plan to fulfill according to his will. That is the hesed. We have to live also by this hesed. It was David Ramsey that I got to know by because of Alex. And I listened to him from time to time. You know, he was a very rich man. What he's doing is he gave us, give the people a lot of advice so that they can be debt-free, getting out of debt. He also himself was in a position of poor, position of rich. And this is what he learned. There are two faiths that I'm living by in my life. The first one is, I do not care what other people say to me. I do not care what other people, what other organizations say to me. I do what I am called to do. And then second, I care for God's provision. The two things. I don't care for what this word said, but I care for what God says. And I believe that because of God has said, the loving kindness he experienced, and he followed along for his own faith. There's a second lesson that we can learn from this story, is to show your integrity. Think about the story. Think of it, that the worst possible circumstance that Boaz woke up and realizing there is another woman right by at your feet. Okay, let me give you a question. Now, what kind of man is going to be tempted if they are in that circumstances? A man who is breathing. Okay? A man who can breathe. Pretty much anyone. Anyone can be tempted. But it wasn't the case for Boaz. With his integrity, he kept the distance, and there are three stages that he showed his integrity. Now, he made a promise that next morning, I'll go to this next, I mean, close kinsman to find out because I need to honor according to the Nozite law. But if he doesn't take you, I will take you. The second, you stay here until morning so that you're not going to be harmed by anybody, but you're not going to be also discovered by anybody. And third, his integrity, I pour out all this gift, six measures of value, strong woman. He showed his integrity, why? Because also he showed this God-given integrity from the heart of, heart of Ruth. The last lesson that we can learn is this, protect the purity. Everybody says protect the purity. Boaz and Ruth, they were in the worst possible circumstance. And they can just have this intercourse and relationship, sexual relationship usually, but they didn't do that. Why? Because they didn't look at the circumstance with their own flesh eyes, but they looked at the circumstance with the eyes of God. They follow not this word says, but they honor what the God says and command to them. Speaking of you know, purity, this is a term that really that we don't want to talk about in our word, right? A lot of people, they don't have this concept of purity. People living together and having a relationship before the marriage. It's not about purity before marriage. Also purity while you are in your marriage relationship. Purity 
after your marriage relationship while you're divorced. God is saying, if you want to honor God, you got to make sure there is a one relationship that are only allowed among the marriage. Okay? Honor God by keeping your purity. Brothers and sisters, third chapter of the book of Ruth is very difficult to preach. It's very difficult to unpack. But this is not prescriptive, but this is descriptive. We can learn the lesson. We can learn the lesson how we live our life. God filled righteous way. God filled righteous behavior in this ungodly and also very simple society. We can do that by receiving God's has said love. We can do that by protecting and showing our integrity to the Lord. And we can do that to protect our purity. Amen? Amen. And we have one more chapter to finish next week. This is the most important chapter which we're going to talk about. The kinsmen redeemers. I hope that you can make it. Let us bow our head. Father God in heaven, that we learned today about the lesson. Lesson of how we should live our life. Not according to this word, but according to the word of God. According to not this worldly standard, but standard of you, Lord. As you continue to reflect on this third chapter of the book of Ruth. Help us always learn from this lesson. Lord, your has said love by showing our integrity, by protecting our purity, we'll be able to live our God-glorifying righteous behavior life. Until then, we do that, Lord. May you continue to guide us and strengthen us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.